Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. And I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we are not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave, because it might be crap. So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we will talk mom fails, trending parenting news, toddler drama, and the top five things married people fight about. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss previous, current, or upcoming episodes like our interview with Brooke Wilkerson from Coffee and Chaos blog next week. We are here because we've all struggled as moms. Anyone who says they haven't is a big, big lie bagger. So let's start the show with a mom fail moment. I have one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I have thousands. Right. We don't have time. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have a bonus daughter. She's seven years old. And when she lost her first tooth, it was a really big deal that it happened at our house. This was her first tooth and my first time getting to act in the role of tooth fairy. So she went to bed and was so super excited and I was pumping her up. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is going to be so amazing. And the next morning, um, she woke up and she's like, I have a question. And I'm like, yeah, did she come? And she's like, yeah, but why did she give me my own money? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I drew a heart on the back of this $10 oh. bill. And th there's a heart on the back of this $10 bill. And I was like, what? because what had happened was I didn't have any cash. You know what I mean? I wasn't prepared. So like I actually stole her own money just for the night. I was going to pay her back and I covered it in glittery nail polish. And I was like, this is going to be so awesome. She'll never know. And I, like, I was totally going to get her after I went to the ATM. Um, I didn't realize she had personalized it. And so I had to make up like an elaborate lie about, I don't even remember what I said. Oh, the tooth fairy, must have known you like to draw hearts. And so she did that for you. You're, you're welcome. And, um, like I was busted and I had to come up with lies on the fly. The next time she lost a tooth, I totally forgot to even do it. And I'm like, it's probably cause your room was messy. <laughs> she couldn't find her way to your pillow. And I'm just like, I'm the worst. I thought I was going to be really great at it, but I've ruined it almost every single tooth so far. Mm, so here's the thing. Let me, let me, let me reassure you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever given any of my own money to my kids when they've lost teeth. I've always stolen their money and given it back to them because <gasps> let's be honest, who has cash? <laughs> who has cash? So what do you do? You go into the piggy bank. No. You steal the money. You place it under their pillow. It goes back in their piggy bank. Are you serious? Every time. That makes me feel so much better. Every time. I don't, I honestly don't think I've ever given, well, cause here's what I'd have to write the kid a check. <laughs> Right. So I'd be like, hang on, let me get my purse. Okay. And then they'll be like, mom, why does the tooth fairy have your name and address? Oh and it's like, gosh. who has cash? That's what I'm saying. And most times you're not planning for a tooth to fall out. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I completely agree. You're, you're absolutely not alone. So wow. I wouldn't, I really wouldn't, I, I really wouldn't stress that one. I mean, and you, you covered it. Thank you. you I'm not sure. It. She looked at me with a side eye. I uh, don't think I convinced her. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, here's the thing. Okay. Just come on, kids. Quit losing your teeth, Quit please. Your te well, they're like sharks. <laughs> okay. How many teeth do you have in there? And why do they keep falling out? Brush them better. That's what I'm you saying. Know? I mean, Quit wiggling it. Rocky, rotten, ganky tooth. Get out of <laughs> like, here. I don't know. Don't get me started on the tooth fairy because I got, I got some serious <laughs> gripes with her. Uh, among, among with some other celebs you might have heard of, uh, like the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. I have some major gripes. Okay. Yeah. And real quick, PSA to the moms who are giving their kids like... $20 a tooth. Can you please pump your brakes? Because my kid comes home and is like, Sarah got $25 in an Amazon gift card for losing her <laughs> tooth and I got a dirty toothbrush. So can you just chill? I agree. I agree. You do need to slow your roll. I've actually given quarters in a bag. <laughs> And it's like, what happened? It's like, it all spends the same. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. I have another joke for you this week. It's better than last time. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I want to believe you. What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? What? Squash. <laughs> <laughs> 
get because it falls and then squishes. That's squash. that's terrible. Okay. Thank you, Tiffany. Yeah, you're welcome. So in trending parenting news today, we're going to talk about a topic that is not necessarily new, but it has resurrected itself. It has risen. <laughs> so I, I, I was kind of, I gasped a bit at this, not because it was new, but because I, I thought it was gone and dead and buried and it's not. So here's, here's the thing. The placenta is miraculous as stated by many, many, many celebrities, websites, gurus, shaman, you name it. People are, people are promoting the placenta. And when I say they're promoting the placenta, I'm saying what they're saying is after you deliver the baby, you deliver some other things called afterbirth. It's yucky. But the placenta has been saved and prepared in many different forms to be eaten by the mother after birth. Can I get a feeling from I, you? I'm speechless, clearly. <laughs> Listen, I don't judge, first of all. I just don't understand. I would like to understand. Um, what? Okay, do they... Is it like, do they take it and grill it? Is it like you cook it? Like a back backyard barbecue? How does this work? Well, I think there are many different ways that it can be prepared. And oh. the fact that I just said prepared and placenta, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Here's the thing that gets me about this. It's part of your body. Like you grew it and made it. Yeah. Right? Like an organ. And, and But what they're saying is that it's chock full of hormones and all sorts of stuff. So what the belief is, is that if you eat it, it like people believe that it can cure different things or do different things. Okay. I, 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 there is no, here's the thing about this. There is no proven medical statistic that states that it is beneficial, but people are doing it. And when I say people are doing it, most recently, Jan January Jones, several of the Kardashian women, Gabby Hoffman, Holly Madison, Mayim Balik, Samantha B, Alicia Silverstone, uh, Tam Tamra Mowry. These are celebrities that are in the, like, in, like, like big time celebrities, right? They are eating their placenta. Many of whom have decided to eat eat it via freeze being freeze dried and put into pill form. Okay, I could I could do that probably. I I could if it was in a pill form and I just had to swallow it and I didn't have to like chew it and taste it. I feel like <laughs> I could do that if it had benefits. And clearly, like they're doing it. So why are they doing they're it? They're saying that people believe per per preparing the placenta and eating it in pill form will help prevent postpartum depression. Oh, I should have had some. See. They they do, however, say this OBGYN says we don't have any good conclusive evidence that it ever even does that. Well, I I don't know. So I don't know. Do you think it might ha have a placebo effect? effect? Like if it, they think that by taking it, it helps them with their depression. I'm all for it. If that's the case. It could, that could be. So, but here's the thing. I want to take a caller and I want to know if anybody out here has eaten their placenta. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And if you have, or if you know someone who has, I'd like to know why you did it. We're How, not judging. No, 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 no. Look, you want to eat a placenta? I mean, <laughs> eat your own placenta. But I mean, if you want to eat a placenta, eat a placenta. I'm just saying that scientifically, they've not proven this to be something that has benefits or or whatever so i'm just saying call in tell us it says it could be harmful well i was yeah we'll get to that sorry yeah no 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 I got, you're, you're i got right. nervous anytime no, no, no. i see anything medical i'm like oh forget it would never we're gonna WebMD says it's bad. We WebMD. I've Googled it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so call in and tell us if you if you know anybody or if you've eaten a placenta. I'm just curious to know because I don't know if more people are doing it or if it's just because some of these high profile celebrities have been that it's back in the news. But people are saying that they're doing it. So I find it, I don't know, I, I find it interesting. But we can talk, while we wait for a caller, we can talk about that. One of the OBs who wrote this article said that if the baby developed a t any type of infection while in utero, that passes on to the placenta. So then mm. if you do eat it, you could get something like strep or another type of infection if you ingest it. Syphilis, E. coli, toxoplasma gondol, Tox or Zika virus. Toxoplasma. Plasma gondol. Yeah, you know exactly what that is. I don't, but it sounds <laughs> terrible. Um, 
okay, I'm, there's all kinds of natural things going on that maybe the technical medical professionals don't think works, but a lot of people who are natural, holistic, Mm -hmm. um, believe in, and I technically tend to believe in things that maybe your typical medical people don't, Mm -hmm. um, like I'm into crystals and weird stuff like that because I feel like it has healing properties. So Mm -hmm. I can understand how somebody might think this works as well. I couldn't like mix it up in a shake and drink it in the morning, (laughs) but I could totally do a capsule. So we are going to be talking to Samantha, who's in England. Ooh. Get out of here. What time is it? You're across the pond. Hello. <laughs> Samantha, what time is it in England? Well, I live in Georgia now, but I'm from England. Oh, <laughs> she lives in Georgia, but she's from England. And she has a delightful British accent. So welcome, Samantha. I grew it myself. You did. Oh, so cute. All right. So tell us, tell us, tell us, Do did you eat your placenta? I've encapsulated it twice. <gasps> give I, us the deets. Yes, tell us everything. Um, I give it to a lady, and the horrible form it comes out, comes back to me in pills. Very. And you take them three or four times a day. <gasps> increased milk supply. Really? Bleeding stops within a couple of weeks. What? Amazing. Wow. So have you ever not done it? Like, do you have... Yes. I didn't do it with my first baby. Oh, listen to this. So you didn't do it with the first. You've done it with the second and the third. And you're saying Mm -hmm. that by taking the placenta in pill form, you increased your milk supply and it stopped the bleeding earlier than with your previous child. Yes. Wow. It's amazing. And I still have them in my freezer for when I go through the menopause. Shut up. Your placenta is going to last in, in the freezer until then? Well, I hope so. Okay. So, but so here's the thing. You, can you, this, and maybe this is a question that we can't answer, but I, it's now I'm, now I'm it's thinking. It's too late. So here's my, here's my question. Could you use the placenta, like if you wanted to have another baby, could you use those again? They told me I couldn't use the ones from the last baby with the next baby. Okay. It has to be the baby's placenta. It has to be that baby's placenta because it's yours. Mm -hmm. Like you shared it. And I'm about to have another baby, so we're going to do it again. Oh, my gosh. Congrats. Can I ask? ask, We're talking about placentas. I'm going to ask. How much does it cost to capsulate your placenta? My first one was done in England. It was about 150 pounds. And my second one was done here in Georgia was about $120. Oh, that's not bad at all. 120 bucks. expensive. No, I dropped that. I dropped that walking into Target before I even get to the <laughs> register. Okay. All right. Very interesting. So, so you're saying loved it. Do it. And again, going to have the fourth baby placenta all the way. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for talking about it. Ah, well, I'm telling you, we love talking trending news because I'm so interested in what people have to say about this or think about it. And plus, I didn't even that this article did not mention any of the things that you mentioned. And I have news for you from somebody who had an extremely difficult time breastfeeding and had very low milk supply. Had you told me eat this placenta and your milk supply is going to increase, I'd have been there eating placenta. Wow. And and I'm not somebody... They're amazing magic pills. I'm telling you what? because I had a really hard time breastfeeding. I was I was not good at it. So thank you so much for calling in. That's very interesting. Well, thanks for talking to me. All right. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye. Wow. Okay. So what do you think now? Has that swayed you at all? Well, I mean, I've It'd be weird if I ate a placenta now, right? <laughs> because I'm not going to have any more babies. But right. but I mean, your thoughts. So. If it told me that it would help my thinning hair, I might eat a oh, placenta because yeah. I've got terribly thinning I'd hair. Be snorting placenta. Yeah, I have news for you because that's something. But but I think that's really really interesting, especially because she had something to compare it to. If she didn't, then I might be like, oh well, then it you- might be in her head. But agreed, a hundred percent, because that is you. She knew she knew how she felt after baby one. Now two and three, and she's going to do it again for four. I wonder how people make the decision, though. Like, I didn't hear anything about this. So at what point are they like, no, I know that that's what I'm going to do with my placenta. You know what I mean? Is I, it- Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. It's very, I don't know. It's very interesting. So I think, I, 
I think I think that was good. I think we're good on placenta talk. I want to talk about it forever. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we're good on placenta talk in the sense that it's definitely something that is is being done. Celebrities are doing it, which make it more more high profile, so people will talk about it. I think that, like you said, naturalists or probably herbalists or people who believe more in the uh, holistic healing are, have probably been doing it for much longer, and it just wasn't mainstreamed, right? So that's what I think. Interesting. I, I don't know. Is there anything we can eat for thinning hair? Does anybody know out there? Yeah, Cause for I, real. Because I, I have news for you. I was Googling the uh, hair club for men. <laughs> not kidding, but for women and trying to figure out like, is this cost effective? And I looked and it was not. I went to a hair spe- hair thinning specialist. Did you? Like I paid a lot of money to talk to a professional. Like what can we do? And what was? Apparently what- it's it's inside. It's not, there's nothing you can rub on your scalp to make it magically grow. Like there's stuff that you could do that can try to help. But for the most part, you you have to get like a laser cap put on and you have to do it like three times a day where it shoots little mini lasers to stimulate your hair follicles from the inside out, I guess. It's like a lot of money. So I was like, I'll just deal with it. I've been coloring my roots in with eyeshadow for a long time. It's depressing. It is depressing. But you know what? I've not, I've never had good hair, but I can tell you after kids, it's gotten yeah way worse. Same. Samesies. I mean, they're worth it, but still, it would be nice to be able to do a hair flip and not worry about bald spots. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm getting ready to shoot a video, I'm like, oh, not that way. Yes. No, nope. you can see right into my middle <laughs> yeah. scalp. So it's like, let me just fluff that over, you know? That is my life. I know. It's. T- I don't know, man. It's not good. But I do, I feel like, because it was acceptable when my husband went bald. <laughs> Right? Like, it was acceptable. But here's why. Like, because it's just, it happens, right? But it's absolutely not going to be acceptable because we're, as a woman, it is, that is something that really stresses women out. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, like, I'm here to let you know thinning hair sucks. And I, I have been Googling the crap out of it lately. Me too. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So today we are going to be talking about toddlers, which is something that hits very close to home. Some days they're turds, some days they're terrific. And it's very true. I was, you know, what's interesting is I was going to make a video about this, about like the contradictions of parenting, how one minute you feel one way and then another minute you feel another way. And I Googled it to see if anybody had talked about it. And your face popped up on Google immediately because you did a video about this. It's so tricky with toddlers because they are the cutest, most innocent, sweet little angels. And then in the next breath, they're punching you in the eyeball and peeing on your leg. And it's really confusing and stressful. I often wonder if my toddler's behavior like is normal because I I kind of compare my kid to other kids. And so, for example, like my daughter, she's like a bully sometimes, legitimately. Like she will scream no while pulling my hair, what's left out of the root. (laughs) And I'm like, man, I wonder if this is normal. And I Google it and you can't find any information out on the internet, but it's always, I'm always wondering if what she's doing is normal or if there's something more I should be doing, if there's a different way to handle it. I'm always really confused because clearly if you have a toddler, it means they're new to life and chances are you haven't been a parent forever and ever. You're still kind of trying to figure it out. So I often wonder, like, what do other people do in this situation? You know, if your kid throws a temper tantrum in the middle of Target, which happens often, I immediately start to sweat because I feel everybody's eyes on me. And I'm like, what would they do in this situation? Would they yell at the kid? Would they calmly get on their knees and talk eye level? Like, what would they do? And I never know what the right move is. And it stresses me out wondering what other people do in certain situations. I don't know if anybody else compares themselves to what other people are doing, but I never know what's right. Well, I'll I'll just jump in here and tell you that comparison parenting is extremely dangerous. So don't do that because every kid is so different that you can't you can't compare. Just don't. Just stop. Just just everybody in here who's comparison parenting, stop. Because you can't even do it with your own kids. Uh, you can't say, well, you know, I, I, cause here's the thing. My first, my first child, if I, if I looked at him sternly, would he would immediately put himself in a timeout. 
what? immediately he would he would say i'm so sorry i did that and he'd go and he'd sit in in, in his room and he like as as a as a 15 month old sorry mommy i'll go i'm gonna put myself in timeout. no oh yes he did my first child here 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 my first child also taught himself to potty train wasn't me he just looked at me and said i'm done peeing in this diaper now mommy i will use the toilet and he potty trained. I thought I was the best parent ever, Tiffany, <laughs> until I had my second child. And then I realized hell hath no fury like a daughter who wants to kill her mother. And my. You're like, this is great. I, I can have I, 10 more of these. I, oh my. I was like, you don't even know I'm the best parent ever and nobody can compare <laughs> to me. And then I had Sophia. And Sophia lit the earth on fire oh and, and she was so difficult as a, to- she was the most difficult toddler on the planet. So you can't comparison parent because not even like my kid to your kid, but even your own kids right. to each other. So don't do that. Let's take a caller. Somebody give us a toddler problem that you're currently having and we'll try our best to give you non crappy advice on how we handle it or whatever. Because what I can tell you is that I don't agree with comparison parenting, but asking others how they handle situations I think is very helpful. Yes. So what you were saying about how would you handle a tantrum in the in Target, yeah. I could give you my advice and you could listen to eight or ten other people and then you could formulate a plan all your own. Right. Right? But I mean, I would not comparison parenting is is difficult. So just asking for advice I think is the best way to to survive. But if you're asking for advice, wouldn't that in a weird way be like comparing like what you do to somebody else? Well, when I say comparison parenting, I'm saying that it's, there's no steadfast line. Okay. So you can't say, well, my daughter walked at 12 months. So yours is wrong because she didn't. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying by comparing. So don't think that there's a hard, fast rule because there's not a single hard, fast rule in parenting other than the love you have for your child. Right. It's the only hard, fast rule, right? Like you can't love them anymore. Mm. That's the only thing. Everything else is just up for grabs and a legit shit show. I often (laughs) like wish I had nanny 911 on speed dial. You know, I watched that show. I did. I I watched it. And I didn't really care because I didn't have kids, but Mm. now I get it. Now I'm like, what would she do? Yeah. Nanny. All right. You got a caller. Nanny. All right, so we are going to talk to Brittany from Florida. That's where we're from. Hey, Brittany, she has three kids. Hello, welcome. Hello. How's it going? Hey, girl, hey. I'm so excited. I never thought I'd get through. (laughs) You're through, you're in. What's the word? What's going on? Well, I have three kids. Um, One is my stepson who's 12, my bonus child. And then I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh, same. Yeah, you guys are same. So, yes. And my three-year-old is like that perfect little calm baby. He was nice. He was good. You know, so I was like, oh, this is easy. This is great. (laughs) And then I had my daughter. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Complete monster, you know, beating up her big brother. Just, you know, and I just learned every child is different. What I do for him does not work for her. Like I cannot parent them the same. Right. You have got to learn what each child specifically needs. And there's nothing wrong with her. It's just her personality. She's hyper fun and just wants to do her own thing. She's strong willed. What would you say is the thing that uh, drives you the insane the most with your daughter in terms of her toddler behavior? That's that would be toddler specific. What is what? Because I can I'm picturing one thing that my daughter used to do that drove me up a wall. So what would yours be? Honestly, it's looking at me straight in the face and telling me no. Mm. Like she just, and she thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then she goes like, no way. Mm-hmm. And she gets so excited about it. And I'm like, that's not funny. Like, no, like just stop. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is a, that's a tough one because <laughs> that's the other thing about toddlers. It's like they have no F's to give. So when you are talking with them and you're like, I need to change your diaper, I need you to lay down. And it's just like, No. And mm. off they go, running with yeah. a trail of poop yeah, farts in the air. totally in that stage where, yeah. you know, changing her is, like, impossible. Yeah. She wants to run around naked like a free bird. Yep, 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 yep. Diaper yep. comes off if she doesn't have a onesie on. But she has no interest in potty training either. I'm like, you have to have one or the other, kid. <laughs> That's true. And potty training is, oh, my 
gosh, potty training. And it's so hard for each because they're so different, too, with boys and girls. Like, mm-hmm. they're not the same at all. So your three-year-old <laughs> is potty trained and the two-year-old isn't. So you have one in diapers? Yes. Tiff, how many do you have in diapers? Um, Like half of one. Half of one. Yeah, we're working on it with the two-year-old. She does really great, but she she did pee her pants in Walmart the day before yesterday. Uh-huh. We had to ride home naked. Like, I didn't know what to do because she was covered in pee. Yeah. And so I was like, we're just taking these off. It's fine. And then I left them in the car overnight because I was forgot. I had bags of fun stuff. And then right. the next morning for school, it smelled like pee. But when you say that your daughter was looking you in the eye and saying, no, I can relate to that. Um, on a spiritual level mm-hmm. and like I I'll be like did you just say no and then yes. she'll giggle and it her, it's so cute that I'm like God, stop you have to say yes when I tell you to do something but you're so cute it's so confusing it is very confusing because my husband says that too he's like you're too nice to her I was like but just look at her I know. Like, How can you not? yes <laughs> I have such a soft spot for my two-year-old I could never like she can't ever legitimately be in trouble she just gives me a little smirk and I'm like come here mm. you can light the house on fire I love you so much here's the matches sweetheart <laughs> oh my gosh well thank right. you so much Brittany for calling in we really appreciate that you uh no. took the time to share Thank you. I'm on the wrong part of Florida. I'm in the Western Panhandle, though, but hopefully sometime I'll be down there near y'all. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, you never know where one of us will pop up on tour somewhere, maybe someday. That's right. Eyes peeled. Have a great day, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you. Hot toddlers. That video that I did was um, called Motherhood is Complicated. And it was exactly the, the thought that you were having where one minute you're just like, Put on your shoes. And then the next minute, it's like, oh, my gosh, my child is so smart. Look at this. All A's on the report. (laughs) You know, you just it is. It's very it's very complicated. But, uh, you know, I, I really do feel for every parent that's in the middle of trenches parenting with toddlers because they are like Sour Patch Kids. Oh, my gosh. I say that about Chloe all the time. She will punch me in the jawbone. And then before I have time to scold her, she'll kiss it and be like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I can't move my mouth, but I'm fine, honey. Yeah. And I don't know why they do that, but I, but I do think that, that what you were saying earlier, and we can, we can take a caller on this as well, uh, is that they are, they're new to everything. Right. So they're, they're exploring, if you will, they're explorers Mm -hmm. on the, on the, uh, path of, on the journey of life, but they're like, they can be real, you know, buttholes while right. they're doing it, like by punching you in the face or whatever. So if anybody has any insight, they can call in and talk to us about the reasons behind why t- toddlers do the things that they do. Is it actually as simple as what some of these parenting experts say? Is it because they, they know no difference, so they'll try a little bit of everything? Or ultimately, are they buttholes? Because I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm seeing here what the experts do say. And they say that it's a way for them, children between 18 months and three years, to assert themselves, communicate their likes and dislikes, and act independently. I do have to agree with the whole independence thing. Because with my nephew, who is two, tomorrow is his birthday. <gasps> Tomorrow's my birthday. <gasps> and my son. Happy birthday to you, Yeah. Two. Let's just make this a birthday show. This Forget is, about this stuff we're talking about. I know. Way to go. Sing me happy birthday. I will at the end of the show. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yes, on, on the, on the, tomorrow is his birthday and he is constantly trying to assert independence and it drives me nuts when I am forced to babysit. I mean, when I, when I, wow. when I babysit, not forced. <laughs> I mean, when I babysit, but yes, it is. He is constantly trying to do things his way. And it's like, well, here's the thing, dude. You're not even two foot tall. So you can't reach the cup right. that's up in that cabinet. So so then I hand him the cup and he no longer wants the cup because he couldn't get it himself. So it's like, um, let me fill you in. Okay. Even with three step stools, you couldn't reach the cup, Mason. So you'd be, you need to chill out. And he doesn't. So I digress. Reagan is on the phone from North Carolina. She has two children. So what is the deal, Reagan? What do you got going on? Hi. Hi. I'm so excited that I got through. Hi, Reagan. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I love you both. I've been watching you both for quite a while. Aw, thank you. Uh, 
I have a almost three-year-old. Uh, he'll be three at the end of October. And then I also have a one-year-old. Oh. So it's a little crazy. <laughs> We're both here. like, oh, we send our condolences. Yeah. yeah. How are you guys doing? But before we just want to do a check. Is everything, is everything all good there because of the storm? I am inland. So I'm okay. good. Okay, good. Good, good. Just so just we got in. lots of rain and we had a little bit of local stuff, but not nearly as bad as the coast. Okay. Wonderful to hear that you guys are safe and sound. So what's going on with your toddlers? So he started two days a week at preschool two, three weeks ago, three weeks ago. And ever since then, when he's home, he is a nightmare child. He he's on the floor. He mm. refuses to go to bed like two and three hours at night screaming, but he only does it with me. If he's with grandma, if he's with dad, he's his normal self. What is up with that? I go to visit my kids at school and they are angels and the teachers are like, okay, guys, hippity hop, bip bop, time to clean up. And the kids all like get in line. And then when I get home, I'm like throwing things at him like clean this up and he doesn't listen what are they doing at school i have no idea and i'm a former teacher and i still am you like, don't know the don't secret know what to do with you i need it okay so this is here's my take on this uh and uh, kids are always going to be better for somebody other than their mother it's just something that's programmed into their dna like at birth they're like okay now anytime your mom says to clean up adamantly define <laughs> Anytime what? the teacher says bippity boppity boo, you put that block <laughs> in the freaking tub, okay? Because it's written in. It's just a thing. It's something that we have to just come to accept because I really believe that they are better for other people because they're not as comfortable around those other people as their mom. Mom is always going to be number one, most comfortable. They fit in the crook of your armpit type. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the snuggles and the whatever. That's That's the mom thing. In terms of school... There is this mentality of like getting the herd to do all of the same things at all of the time. And then kids look around and it's like, oh, crap, everyone else is cleaning up. I better do it. But at home, they don't have there's no herd to follow. Right. Like mm. you're just telling them to do it. So it's kind of like, meh, screw you, ma. You that know, like sense. I don't have to do it. So I think the herd mentality is something that happens in school with these kids. I think they're just kind of forced to to do it and go along with it. And they also know that there are repercussions like. I don't know why, but from the second you look at a kid when they're little and you're like, you're, you'll have to go to the to the principal's office. It's like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Where where in reality, it's like, what the heck do they know about the principal other than you just said it in a really mean voice? Like, they don't know. They just assume, like, it's going to be bad. Right? So that's my take on it. But it's not easy. And I don't know that it ever gets easier in that sense because I'm going to tell you that my kids are 12 nine and going to be eight next month. And they are, they can be absolutely horrific for me. And then my, they'll come home from their uncle's house and they were, and he'll be like, they were a delight. It was a dream. Everybody was wonderful. And it's like, you're lying. And he's not, <laughs> they were good. So sorry. So you, good advice. You have a one in a three-year-old Reagan. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to let you know that as somebody who has a two and a three year old and they were one and three at one point. I just want to give you a shout out and tell you that you're doing amazing because I know how tough this stage is. And I want to let you know that very soon it'll be a completely different set of kids once they start walking and doing different stuff. So just as soon as you start to get fed up with this stage, it'll change a little bit. So in case you haven't heard it lately, you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I think that you're you're correct with that statement. I think that's why they always say it's a stage or a phase or a season. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you think that you have to legitimately pack a bag and run away, yeah, something will change or shift, and you're like, I can do it a little I bit. I can longer. do this. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah, because I have had one foot on the doormat before and just been like, ah, peace. Mm -hmm. You guys are the worst. Same. Why are you doing this to me? And 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 they do. They 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 change it up. They 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 change it up. But potty potty training is tough. So I I remember that it was not. It was very easy with my oldest. Terrible with my daughter. And um, we've I've talked about this plenty of times. My youngest wasn't potty trained 
until he was four. And even then, uh, because he has, he suffered brain damage at birth, he wets the bed three to four nights a week. Wow. So I'm doing constant pee sheets uh, and laundry. And, and that's something that we don't know if he'll grow out of. But I'm telling you that it's, it's, it's difficult. So if you're crying over pee sheets right now, just know like it's okay. It, you know, it, 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 it's just pee. I don't know why I say that, but it is. It's just pee. Like, I used to get really frustrated with it, and I did a lot of crying at the washing machine. I think just because I was pe- – at one point, he was peeing the bed every night. Wow. But um, it's just pee. Like, it's cool, man. It's just pee. I sleep in pee all the time, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Like, I don't even care anymore. And I just – I'm like, I made this pee. You know what I mean? Ah. So it's fine. Well, are you peeing the Not bed? Not physically. Or- okay. No. My kid, uh, my son still sleeps with us, which makes no sense because um, he has a little sister who does not and a big sister who does not. He, But that's a whole nother subject. Oh, you know what? Well, why don't we have this can be our last caller on this one. So somebody call in and tell me if you do you co-sleep? Do you not co-sleep? If if what do you do to get a kid out of your bed? (sighs) Have you done anything successful? I'll tell my story while we wait for a caller. But I was I was sick and tired of having kids in my bed. Okay. We had a queen bed. We didn't have a big bed and you know, we're not dainty people. So mm. we take up a, a portion. Don't look at me. Yes. you. He, he was offended. He was offended, but I, I will say the business manager recently lost almost 40 pounds. Yeah. He looks awesome. Yeah, looking hot. Okay. okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but the point is we were tired of having kids in our bed. So let me tell you what I did and then you can judge me mm-hmm. and tell me how crazy I am. I went to the store I bought an oversized dog bed. I put the dog bed on the floor next to my bed. Any child who came into my room was allowed to sleep in the dog bed, but not in my bed. We could be close, but not that close. And so my my children, almost all of them, have at one point slept in a dog bed. Wow. What do you think of that, Tiffany? I I actually think it's pretty genius. (laughs) I really do. Yeah, just saying. Listen, I, the, my son, I, I don't even get mad that he still sleeps because I just am so used to it that I'm like a little bit sad when he's not in there, which is so stupid, but it's been that way for almost four years I know. and I know eventually he's going to leave, but just feeling his little body. I'm like, he's safe. It's okay. Like, I don't even mind. I yeah. know I should. Well, no, no you it, Here's the thing though. I know people who, who close sleep until seven, eight years old but i mean it's 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 a preference that's right. what that's what we're getting at but linda linda is here she's from canada she has three children linda do you co-sleep do you not what's your deal no i no longer co-sleep i'm sorry i have two boys i shouldn't have said three i don't know why I said three. oh this is linda linda <laughs> linda linda this is my linda linda, linda. yeah for this is my linda yes your linda ah, yes your linda all right yes so tell us what's the deal no, I I used to uh, co-sleep just because my ex would not deal with uh, my little one screaming. He would just hear the little one screaming and say, I'm not dealing with this, so here you go. And he would shove the baby with me. So You said your I ex, right? To... Yeah, my ex. Okay. We are no longer together. Just making sure. So he would literally just shove the baby on me and say, here you go, you deal with it. Mm. So it took a long time for me to get him to sleep on his own again in his own bed. Do you have any tips for how you did it? Was there something specific that made it stick? He, I literally had to go and sleep in his bed with him to get him to sleep on his own again. It was very difficult. Wow. Um, It took a long, long, what a good mom though yeah i've heard that i've heard that 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 will that that can do it uh unfortunately and i don't know if this like how long you had to do it but i know for us with my with my little one who was the one who was constantly in my bed my my seven-year-old we had to fall into a habit of going in and laying with him to get him to go to sleep and when i say we i mean my husband And so my husband would go in and lay with him every night. And then I would, you know, and and it, it gets hard because when you've done this for months on end, 
And you're like, Mm -hmm. dude, just go to bed like every night, like every night it's it's bedtime. Like every night I guarantee you bedtime is going to happen because that's what happens at Mm -hmm. 830. Like you got to go to bed. And so then my husband would go and lay with him. And it's like, you know, like I need you to do something. (laughs) And it's 835 and you're in bed with our kid. Like I need you to get, you know, so I think after a while it was just like enough was enough. And we've just just now, I kid you not, he's going to be eight next month. We've just now gotten to the part where he will say, just tuck me in then. Because it's like, we can't lay with you anymore. Like we have, like, I have stuff to do. Like it's like, that's when I get my mom's stuff done. Yeah. It's 8.30 to 10.30. So it's like, I can't lay with you for an hour, kid. Go to bed. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But that is something, Linda, I've definitely heard people say that they've done and we've done it ourselves. It literally took, I think, until we separated which was five years ago so Liam was five um and um we I was co-sleeping with him till he was five and we were living with my parents and I said Liam buddy like I will live with you for just a couple of minutes and then I'm gonna go and sleep in my bed so you I will lay with you and then I'm going mommy's going to go and do her stuff because he just like it gets to the point where it's like, but this is enough. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's it's just too hard. You it, as you said, it's this is mummy's time. I need this time to do my stuff. I need to get this done and this done. Like you can't be in their bed forever. It's 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 too much. Well, I wish I, I could. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could just sleep all day. But <laughs> um, yeah. But I think too, it's you also have to teach them that it's, it's good to have that independent time for you and for them because they have to wind yeah. down and they have to go to bed. But thanks for calling in, right. Linda. No problem. And Tiffany, I love you too. You are awesome. <sighs> I just have to say that. Um, I've been watching you as well and I just love you. You're great. Thank you and so much. You know, I love you too, Meredith. You, oh, I'm Linda. one of your girls. You, you know are. that. You are. <laughs> I was girl. a little jealous when you said it's well, my Linda. I'm like, well, what? It is. It's my Why Linda. Why can't it be my Linda it's too? You. I will. I would lovingly share Linda with you. Thank you. I just, as soon as I heard her voice. That's cute. You I recognized knew it was it. Linda because, um, well, I was tipped off when it was Linda and then Canada, but then I was like, I'll wait to hear. And once I heard Linda's voice, it was like, nope, fine, Linda. Aww. All right. You have a great day. <laughs> Bye, Linda. Thank you. You too. Bye, guys. So I agree. I agree with that. It is tough. But I also think, and I have said this time and again, you want to co-sleep, co-sleep. You want to put a dog bed on the floor, put a dog bed on the floor. (laughs) You know, as long as your kids are under your roof, you're taking care of them. You're doing a good job. Everybody has to do it differently. Right. Because during these years, survival. Mm. Survival. So what do you have to do to survive? And I always tell people, don't feel guilty about that. If you you and your spouse have no problem with a kid in your bed and co-sleeping, co-sleep the hell out of it. You know, that's totally up to you. It just becomes an issue where one parent doesn't want this to happen or, and then you have to have a conversation. But when, when everybody's on board, right. You know, do whatever, do whatever gets you some solid sleep. And I know that the reason a lot of people want their kids out of their bed is because of the intimacy factor. Mm -hmm. But like we, you know, I've gotten the kid out of the bed thinking it was going to go down and it, you know, we were both just snoring. So for me, it's like, well, we'll just keep them here since nothing's happening anyway. Well, <laughs> I and, shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> well, but also that that's true. Probably that's probably the number one reason why one spouse wants the other kid out of the bed. But you can just be you you don't you can move a kid. <laughs> it's really easy to move a kid and just be like, you're gonna couch sleep for like I only need seven minutes. I thought you meant scooch him over. Oh, not like <laughs> no, not like in the same bed. I mean, like you could just like physically get up and move them to a couch <laughs> or to the dog bed, and then it's you only need like what six seven minutes. I mean, that's, that's generous. Um, that's so generous. I love maybe it. Maybe we should switch it up and talk about some love and marriage. Yeah. Stuff. So love and marriage is brought to you by Tiffany and myself because we are absolutely spectacular wives. That's right. So I was doing the Google, the Google thing. And I thought well, this week we should talk about the, the, the things that most married people fight about. Okay. So the five most common marriage fights are, and I'm just going to give you the top, I'll give you the five things and then you can tell me which one you want to elaborate on or have a conversation about, or you can tell me which one out of these you fight most about. Let's do that. Perfect. Okay. 
Number one, boundary issues. Number two, talking versus communicating. Mm. Number three, time management. Number four, money. And number five, lack of appreciation. Mm. Can I just tell you really quick Mm. that um, before you got in here, your husband turned to me and said, Meredith's going to have a tough time talking about this because I don't do any of these things. I'm perfect. Just so you know, I thought you should know. It made me laugh out loud. He was dead serious, though. There was no laughter. He's like, man, she's going to have a tough time. She can't relate to any of this. (laughs) So of these five things, I could talk about all five. But let's (laughs) but let's but you tell me, Tiff, what what is what is if you would have to pick one, what would you say is the one that you and your spouse have an issue with? Out of all of these, I would say it's probably which it's probably lack of appreciation. And it's not because per se, he doesn't appreciate me. It's just he doesn't know how often I need to hear it, which is like every 10 minutes on the dot. So like I have these expectations, like if I do something cool, I want him to rave about it. Like, oh my gosh, babe, you mop the floors. That's incredible. Great job. You know, but instead he just walks on them and doesn't clap or anything. And so it's frustrating for me. I'm the kind of person where I need constant reassurance. I thrive on positive reinforcement. So Mm -hmm. if I'm not getting it, I'm like, well, screw it. Nobody will notice if I'm doing it anyway. So I'm just not going to do it. Okay. Okay. I, I hear you and I appreciate you for sharing. (laughs) Thank Um, you. So this therapist that wrote this article that was discussed in this article says the biggest issue I see with married couples seeking counseling is lack of appreciation. This is often the root cause of other marriage problems, such as infidelity. When appreciation is low, conflict is high. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. When appreciation is low, conflict is high. This is often seen in sibling relationships because siblings don't often express appreciation for one another. When two people feel 100% appreciated from one another, they accept so much more than they do otherwise. So basically, appreciation is you, you will appreciate somebody and tell them that you appreciate them more often when other things in your relationship are going really well. Right. And then it seems that it dwindles. When it's when it's not, which makes perfect sense. Yes, I could see it. Yeah, that that does make perfect sense. I ha- I had a massive issue with lack of appreciation with with my husband over there years back. <laughs> uh, years back, he worked a ton. He was always at work. I was the primary caregiver. I was working from home. I was starting the blog, and I had the three kids juggling the kids and the house. At that point in our marriage, if we're just being honest, which we are. This is awkward. This is awkward. Um, he wasn't helping with dinner, the dishes, the pickups, the drop-offs, uh, grocery shopping, lawn cutting. Everything basically fell on my plate because he worked a ton. He was at work all the time. And I just blew a gasket one day. And I was like, I need you to help? Or... um. I don't know what's going to happen. And Mm. it was, and he just looked at me and he he just didn't, he didn't see it. And then it was, it finally, the light bulb went on and he was like, oh, I guess I didn't realize how much you actually do Mm. in a day. And when I rattled off everything I did in a day, it was like, oh, wow, that's a lot. Right. And at that point he was, he was more apt to help out. And he, I have to be honest and tell you that he is a completely different person around the house now than Aww. he was uh, four years ago. That's Big awesome. Time. Big time. But I, I lost it. Like I did it in a very unhealthy way. I screamed like a lunatic. So I don't think that's the way to go about <laughs> it. But I'm being honest with how I did it. But I think communication, we were not communicating. We were talking. Right. Right. Like I would say something to him and he would say something back, but nobody was listening. Right. There's a big, huge difference. Like when you're just waiting for your turn to talk again, as opposed to absorbing the information that the other person's saying, considering it and trying to come to a common agreement. Because oftentimes when you're with your spouse, it's a fight and who's going to win instead of you both working towards solving a common goal. I mean, um, solving the problem. And so I have found that too, when my husband and I are talking, if I am looking for a certain result, then I actually listen to what he's saying so that I can understand where he's coming from and get us both on the same page. 
So let me ask you a question and then we can take a caller on this one. Okay. Are you ever guilty of keeping score in your house, in your marriage? Yes. I'm, yes, I am. I love to rattle off all the things that I have done right when he says that I haven't, you know what I mean? Like I do, I have a scorecard and I'm like, oh yeah, well I woke up, I took the kids to school, I got them dressed, I brought them home, I did the dishes, I did this and that and this and that and this and that. Um, and I also have on my scorecard written down all the things he's ever done wrong since we first started dating. And I like to pull those up occasionally as well. Right. Just to throw that in. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. I never keep score. I'm a very good person. <laughs> okay. I don't. I keep score all the time. Uh, I'm a really like, terrible well, person. Crap. <laughs> no, I'm terrible at keeping score. I actually asked my husband if he would make us a scoreboard to go over the bed. <laughs> I, I kid you not. That's I was so like, funny. I just want, cause it's, I was like, but I need to have like five or six number places. You'll only need the one. That's so how mean is that? That's what I said to him. I was like, you'll just need the one. Cause let's be honest, you're not going to ever hit 10. <laughs> and I need like the millionth place That's because so I'm always winning. Cause I'm always telling him the same thing. I'm always telling him what I did, what I was going to do. Now, what I've gotten better at is telling, is admitting when I'm wrong. Mm, because I used tough. to never admit when I, why are you turning your head? I absolutely do admit when I'm wrong. You're wrong right now for saying that I don't. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody in here, I want a caller who is chronically keeping score or used to keep score and has changed now and has decided that, that maybe that's not a great idea because I'm, I'm still on the fence with whether I not, whether or not I think it's a bad idea. Keeping score. Right. Cause I, cause I'm guilty of it, but I also feel like sometimes these things need to be said and you need to, you need to hear me. Like this is what happened. And it's not necessarily that I'm trying to keep score, but I'm trying to tell you like, come on, bud, like this is what's going on here. I'm trying to kind of prompt him or push him to do X, Y, and Z. But yeah, I do it. Do you know what I feel like sometimes because we live together, we're together all the time. I don't know if you ever had a sibling, maybe you could relate to this. I oftentimes feel like, you know how with your sibling, it's like, no, I did the dishes. So now you have to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like a battle of who does more instead of sure, babe, I'd love to help. It's no, I did it. Now you do it. It's your turn. It Mm -hmm. sometimes, and I know that sounds weird to say out loud, but I tell him, I'm like, it feels like we're brother and sister and you know, mom's making us do all these things that we don't want to do. So we're fighting over who has to do it. You know, you go get the kids, you do this. And it shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? It should be, I would love to make your life easy. Let me do this for you. Well, and before we take this caller, let me say this. I think that that's very normal. I know you just made the statement. I know it's not supposed to be like that, but I think nine times out of 10, it is like that. And we just have to maybe tweak the way we're having that conversation. But I remember in fights that I had with my husband and he's said to me like, are we roommates or are we married? Yeah. Because sometimes uh, he feels like this is a roommate situation and we're just both kind of doing our things and we're not coming together. And when he said that, that hit home. And I was like, you're right. Like, we're not roommates. Let's have a conversation about this. We have uh, Elena from Florida who has three. Is this my Elena? Ah! I got all. Hey. I, got, I got my Elena. <laughs> I had a feeling. Hi. Yeah, Aunt Tiffany's Elena because I kind of go back and forth. But Aww. you, like, I absolutely. Mean, of course, you and I are more connected. So, well, we well so far simply because we've had Starbucks <laughs> together. But yes, 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 no, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Elena and I have actually talked about you. She said she was so in love with the podcast and and that you yes. joined in. Oh, yay! Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So I love it. So fill fill us in. Do you keep score? Oh my gosh, me and my husband literally just got into a fight last night because I am such a tit for tat person and I will admit that mm. because I mean us women I think just do more because if you're a stay-at-home mom, even if you're not, you just tend to think about what needs to be done and do it mm. and and I think and I don't want to be sexist with this but a lot of men tend to like to go to their phone or sit on the couch so, you know, Preach. I just kind of back down <laughs> and now he's starting to notice and he does not like that. He does not want me on my phone. He does not want me on my computer chatting with my online friends. Mm. So this is where we're at now. <laughs> so you're giving him and, a taste of his own medicine? That's what it sounds like. Yes, exactly. Right. Right. Oh, so sometimes boy. I guess that's what it takes. And now he's like, 
Well, you know, he just tried to argue it last night. And of course, like you had said, you bring things up from the past. I am so guilty of that. Mm. I was throwing it all in there. I said, well, let's go back to what made me into this person. Right. You know, and um, yeah, so he was like, oh, don't bring up old stuff. And, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, here's the facts. So So what are we going to do about it? (laughs) Were you able to resolve it? We were because I just walked out of the room and I was like, this is it. I, you know, just sometimes you have to walk away. Right. And he kind of like, you know, like an hour later, it came to me like a little puppy dog. Like, I'm sorry. I love you. And like, I want to work this out. And I, you know, I don't want a divorce. I mean, which we hate to ever throw that, that word around, but I'm like, you know, we have to see eye to eye or you don't see eye to eye. And that's what happens. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it leads to. So, you know, we, uh, we, came up with a new plan today. So we're going to see where it goes. Oh, yay. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that you guys have a plan and that you're going to work towards a common goal like Tiffany was talking about before. But I do think sometimes you get, you feel like you're backed into a corner and you rattle off like what happened in your day (laughs) and what you've done. And I, I always, do you know what always, and this might, this might be a weird correlation, but when it's dinner time, Think about this right now because you mm-hmm. said you think maybe women just do more than men. When it's dinner time, right? whose plate are you getting ready first? <laughs> Everyone else's. I am the last one to Everyone else's. So when it's yeah. dinner time, you're plating up children's food. Sometimes yeah. you'll plate up the husband's food and then your food gets plated last. And I think yeah. that's just a woman or a mom. I don't know if it's a woman thing or just a mom thing. Right. Because I've I've not been just a woman for quite some time. Right. (laughs) But um, once you have kids, I think it's just the automatic response is my job is to now feed all of the people. Right. And you are always and I think as women, we are guilty of always plating everyone first in our lives before we plate ourselves. And then we want to keep score because it's like. Do you see what I've been doing here? Could right. You maybe, could you maybe plate up a kid's food or could you maybe whatever? Exactly. And I think the problem is we hold all of that until we're ready to pop. And then when we explode on them, yep. it is seven years of plating food yeah. or whatever. Right. So I think that happens. And that's why those like what I'll never forget the day I blew up on him. It was 4th of July years back but it was it was the real fireworks show of fourth of july was in our house that day and when he looked at me and said i have no idea what you're talking about i just want i wanted to hit him with a two by four i'm not gonna lie to you i just wanted to be i was like how do you not know right look at my face listen to the words coming out of my mouth like i was so angry but he was literally like i didn't know you felt that way and i because i hadn't been telling him i'd been sucking it up and doing it Right. For about 10 years. And that was my breaking point. So, yep. yeah, because nobody wants to throw around the word divorce. Right. But at the exactly. same time, no. I looked at him and I was like, things are going to change or, you mm. know, and 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 it's yep, it's tough. So I feel for you. I'm glad you have a plan. Yes. And, and thank you. Forward. That was so perfectly said. You like the plating food. I mean, that was so. You're so spot on. She's going to use it tonight with her husband. (laughs) Uh She's like, you know what I've been doing all these years. (laughs) And and you know what my husband now does after the fireworks of 2000 and whatever? He started cooking dinner. And so he has actually the last, the last, well, at least since the dieting has taken over our home, our lifestyle change, he cooks dinner two, two, three nights a week. That's amazing. Here. And and it's been a really good and I will go in Yay. and I will I will I will do the dishes as he's cooking and and ask him if he needs help with something or whatever, but I I will say to him and he, this is he giggles now, but I'll say to him in the morning, I'll say what's for dinner? And it's my my nice way of nudging him being like you're going to cook tonight, right? And he'll always say, <laughs> "Why are you concerned?" And I said, "I just like to know what I'm going to be eating." And then he'll say, "It's blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, cuz it's cuz it's it's just a nice way for me to know." Like he knows, I know that he knows that he knows that I know that he's going to be cooking dinner, right? So anyway, right. well, thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thank you for taking my call. You, both of you women are beautiful. I love you. I love your message. And I can't say enough how much it's inspired me. So thank Aww. you for inspiring me and everyone else. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye. 
So I feel like we all have kind of common issues Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is men aren't mind readers. Neither are we, though. So men who tend to not talk about anything or get emotional or, as it seems, care sometimes, whereas we care enough for everybody in the whole house. So communication is so important. And another thing, too, is women sometimes try to change someone in order to mold them into the person, their ideal partner, by correcting their behavior and things like that. And I do that with my husband sometimes. You know what I mean? This is how I need you to act. So if you could go ahead and change your whole entire personality, even though it's the personality I fell in love with, I would appreciate it. (laughs) When my kids were really little and my husband would, I'd be like, you need to spend more time with the babies. And so he would, but he would be doing it wrong. Right. And so I would, I would start jumping in like, Hey, no, that's not how you do it. He doesn't like that. You know, he's five minutes old and I already know what he likes and doesn't like, but it's just a mother thing. Somebody gave me some really great advice and said, let him be a dad. Because if you're jumping in every second and trying to change him and correct his behavior, he's going to be reluctant to touch the baby or be around the baby because he doesn't want to be corrected. So just let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. And so that really helped me out a lot when the kids were young. Yeah. And that's that's really good advice. That's something that I wish somebody had told me because Dave wasn't super big on being around the babies because they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. They did nothing fun. Right. You know, they pooped and ate and cried. But I have to, I have to be honest, like toddler and up, he was way more involved and way more like, you know, let's go kick the soccer ball. Let's go throw the football. Let's go do X, Y, and Z. And I mean, he, I, one thing I have always said, we have had trying times in our marriage. There have been times when neither of us liked the other person. He has been a grade A amazing dad. And I, I'm blessed to have him and they, my children are blessed to have him. And I'm even jealous of the relationship he has with my youngest son because they have such a great bond. Really? And I'm like, well, I'm the mom. <laughs> I birthed you. You have to love me more. Okay. And he's, you know, and, and Brian is daddy's, it's bud. They're buds, mm. you know? So you do have to let them. And I, cause I did the same thing, Tiffany. I did the same thing. It's like, oh no, no, you are wrong with your parenting. But all right. So I figured let's take a couple of minutes. Uh, Tiffany, Mm? I would love to know about the things that are coming up on your end because you did have some really exciting news and I want you to share it with everybody here so everybody knows what's going on. Oh my gosh. Tell us. I am going to be hosting the Oscars this year. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just kidding. So I'm going on a mini tour in November, which is super exciting slash terrifying. I'm going to be going to uh, Wichita, Kansas um, on November 7th and to Denver, Colorado on November 9th. And it's called This Show is Awkward AF because I feel like they just need to know right off the bat. I can't go longer than five minutes without doing something awkward. So we're just letting them know straight out. Um, I'm very scared, but I'm very excited because my dream since the beginning is to be able to meet everybody and, you know, see their faces and hug them. So this is going to be an awesome way to do that. I'm, <gasps> what? oh my gosh, I was supposed to announce that the tickets went on sale at 10 a.m. this morning and I <laughs> totally forgot. <laughs> well, tickets are officially I'm in on so sale. much trouble. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I just realized it. Well, you're going to have to jump on your Facebook page as soon as we get off of here. Oh, but my yeah, gosh. So tickets are on sale. My, Where can they get tickets? At TiffanyJenkinsLive.com. Look how red my face is. I'm so I'm not, I'm not good at this stuff. I, but anyway, yes. I hear you. So TiffanyJenkinsLive.com. Tickets are available. I believe the meet and greet is sold out in Denver already somehow. I don't know, but... Um, but they are available. So that's what's up. Thanks for that's, letting me say it. I'm, I'm so excited about your tour. And I, I share, I think we share a lot of commonalities, especially with wanting to go out and meet everybody from the beginning. I've said, I want to, I want to meet everyone in this community. And I like, we, we both truly mean that because our communities are very important to us. And you guys are, are so, you guys are so important to us because we, we, we share why we do this. I think as well. You know, we, we, we want to normalize this is life, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> as, as I, I giggle because 
Kardashians are one of the most popular reality shows. It's like, that is not reality. Okay. okay I'll show you some reality. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not going to watch my show right. because it looks an awful lot like your life. Exactly. But I'm just saying that's not reality. We've got some reality for you. Okay. Yeah. But I'm so, I'm so excited and so pumped for you. So if you're in those areas and you want to get out there and, and meet Tiffany and, and watch her show, I urge you to go to Tiffany Jenkins live, Tiffany Jenkins live.com and snatch up some tickets there. Are you coming to Nashville? No, because I'm out of town. Oh, I was okay, already, I was going to go to Nashville cause that's her next show that you'll be going to in October. Yeah. Tiffany is in Nashville in October. That, that event is sold out though, I believe. Gotcha. But no, I couldn't go to that cause we are going on a family trip, but we have a social media conference that we are attending as a family. Awesome. So any, any hoozle McToozle. So join us next week with Brooke Wilkerson from Coffee and Chaos for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice ish show hosted by two struggling moms who have, oh, we're this one's both together. Oh, sorry. Sorry. One. all right on your ready set go who have have no no idea idea what what we're we're doing doing. clearly (laughs) all right guys see you next week bye